Georgia. It's 8.30 and Tom once again for the Bible Broadcast with Evangelist Keith Allison. Well, let me say that I certainly appreciate the Lord giving us this opportunity to be back on the radio today. And I do greet you in the lovely name of Jesus and want to welcome you to the Bible Broadcast. This is Keith Allison. I am doing the work of an evangelist out of Demarest, Georgia. And I just want to say again, thank you for listening and may God richly bless you. I trust that you and your family are doing well, and I'm honored that you would permit me to come into your home, automobile, or a place of business sharing the Word of God. I do covet your prayers. Pray for my wife and I as we travel across the, uh, the country preaching the gospel and trying to take the good news uh, to lost sinners and to save folk, amen, alike. We certainly appreciate uh, uh, the hand of the Lord. And uh, let me say that I certainly appreciate these uh, radio stations that I am currently on. I appreciate uh, people that have a desire and a burden to carry gospel programming. And uh, I'm certainly thankful to be a part of this radio station that you are listening to. And so let me encourage you to sometime let your radio uh, stations of personnel know that you appreciate Christian programming because uh, you know as well as I do that there's not a lot of it on the radio and uh, when you do find it, it may not be your brand, amen. So, uh, But I'm thankful that God's given us this opportunity. And I would encourage you as listeners to let me know uh, that you are listening. The only way that I know that uh, I'm being heard is for somebody every now and then to call, to text, to email, or to drop me a note in the mail. And so any way that you feel free to contact me, I would certainly appreciate that. And we just love to hear from our listeners. It, it just sometimes makes our week uh, when we hear from a listener. And so uh, you can go to my website, that's KeithAllisonMinistries.com, KeithAllisonMinistries.com, and uh, on our website, you'll see my wife. She maintains the site, and you'll see that my schedule has uh, is posted out maybe four to six weeks in advance, and uh, you pray for us as you see where we'll be, and if we're in an area close to you, my, my, what a blessing it would be to see you come and be a part of the services, and then you can see the radio stations I'm on. And you might see some other opportunities to hear me rather than the station that you are listening. And we certainly can be heard on the internet as some of these stations stream online. And then you'll see the books that I have written today. And you can order those using a debit or credit card just by clicking onto our website. And you'll follow the information there. But what a blessing it is. Uh, to be a, a, a minister of the gospel. And I know that there are burdens. I've been preaching since 1975, and so I know all about all the different burdens and the heartaches and the struggles and everything that goes along with it. But let me say this. <coughs> the blessings by far have outweighed the burdens, and I'm honored and grateful that God has permitted me to carry the gospel uh, these years. I had the opportunity to pastor for 36 years, and since February of 17, I have been involved in full-time evangelism, uh, 
And so we're just thankful that God has blessed us and helped us uh, in these days. All right, we're going to be turning in the Word of God to the book of Philippians. And uh, it is such a wonderful book. There are so many truths out of the book of Philippians that has been such a great help to me uh, in my life personally. And uh, I want to share uh, some of that with you today. But we certainly appreciate uh, the good blessings of the Lord. In Philippians in chapter number 4 and verse number 10, I'll begin reading. Paul writes and says, But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, that now at the last your care of me hath flourished again, wherein ye were also careful, but ye lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. Isn't that a great statement? For I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to be abound. Everywhere and in all things, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. And here's my text for today. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. There are three verses in this chapter that we can live by in a very practical way. In verse number 11, he said, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. And then in verse 13, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. And then jumping down to verse 19, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So number one in verse number 11, I can be content. Amen. And what a, what a virtue that is to have in life, to be content. I read in a commentary by Charles Bridges, and I believe it was during the 1600s when he wrote, but he said, He who is rich is not he who possesseth much, but he who desires little. And so God help us that we would live in a state of contentment. And then in verse 13, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. And that's how we ought to face life, and I'm going to be preaching on that today. I can do all things. And I don't know what you're facing, friend, but I'm telling you, you can be a victor through the Lord Jesus Christ. And then we ought to have that assurance that God shall supply all our need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So isn't that great verses, amen? Those are great verses that you and I ought to be able to live by and be a help to us in these days. You see, the Bible is not just an, uh, an antique book, friend, but it is a, a Bible that is a very much alive and relevant for you and I today. Going back to verse number 13, the writer says, Paul, and he's writing this now in prison. 
He says, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. And I want to preach on that subject. I can do all things. I can do all things. And I want to give you four things today out of these four chapters here in the book of Philippians about uh, number one in the context, it was the life of the Apostle Paul, but in a broader sense, I believe it takes in you and I as well. So I can do all things. All right, what are some of the things that we can do? Well, number one, let me say this, through Christ, now listen, I can face my responsibilities. I can face my responsibilities. I want to say, friend, that I have a responsibility, first of all, to God. I, secondly, have a responsibility to my wife. And then we have two daughters, two fine son-in-laws, and nine grandchildren. And I have a responsibility to them. And then I have a responsibility to in my ministry to the churches that I'm preaching in week after week. I have a responsibility to, to this radio broadcast. I have a responsibility in the book ministry. And I can go on and on and on. So let me say, number one, I can face my responsibilities. And there may be somebody that's listening to me right now who you may feel like that you are being overwhelmed with your responsibilities in life. It may feel like to you that you just can't go on in your place of employment. You may feel like that your family, the burden that you're carrying for your family is just about to load you up and crush you under that. Well, I want to tell you, neighbor, I don't know what you're going through, but I do know that there are certain things that are common to all of us as being people in a fallen world. And I know you as men, you pull your pants on like I do. We're made of the same stuff. And the friend, all of us as human, we, we have some of the same uh, problems and difficulties and trials in life. And I just want to go on record and say that I can face my responsibilities through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Paul said, now let's look at Philippians and see how this is brought out. In chapter 1, in verse 1, he says, Paul and Timotheus, look now, the servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus, which are at Philippi, with the bishops and deacons. He was an apostle. Paul was one sent. He was an apostle. He was a preacher of the gospel. And God was using him in that day as he traveled on these missionary journeys and planted these churches. So you and I, we have a, a, a twofold responsibility, I guess you could say. Number one, we have a responsibility to God and all that that entails. And in my position, it would be my, my responsibility to God, my responsibility as a, as a preacher, as an evangelist, a friend, as a radio preacher, as an author, I want to say that I have a responsibility to God, but I want you to know that what Paul is saying, that I can face my responsibility. 
I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Now you know what I'm trying to say when I said I can do all things. I've got to be led by the Spirit of God. I've got to be in the uh, in the arena that God has put me in. In other words, if I get out of the will of God and try to do those things that are not meant for me to be doing, then I'm going to make a mess of things. But if I'm sensitive to God and I'm where I need to be doing the things of God that I need to be doing, then God is going to bless me. He's going to empower me. He's going to guide me. He's going to give me the wisdom that I need to carry out what his will is in my life. And so, neighbor, you can face your responsibilities through the Lord Jesus Christ. We all have a common responsibility. He said, do all things, Philippians 2, 14 and 15, do all things without murmuring and disputings, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world, holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. Oh, friend, I'm telling you, God is able to take the effort that you and I are putting forth for him and use it for his glory. I, listen, when I started preaching as an 18-year-old teenager in 1975, I felt so inadequate. I felt like I couldn't do it. I was so overwhelmed with intimidation. I was shy. I was backward. I did not grow up in church. I really didn't know anything about it. Didn't know anything about the Bible. I got saved when I was 17. Started preaching when I was 18. And started pastoring when I was 23. And I want you to know, friend, that there were times that I just said, God, I just don't think I can do this. But you know what? By faith, I had to do what I felt like God was calling me to do. And when I put forth my foot in effort, when I stepped forth in the effort, it was then that I began to experience the fact that God would enable me and, and give me the strength sufficient to do whatever he called me to do. Thank God I can do all things. Number one, I can face my responsibilities in my relationship to God, and I can face my relationship in relationship to man, or my responsibility in relationship to man. That would include me being the husband to my wife. Amen. I can do it through Christ. Me being a father, a grandfather, me being a neighbor, me being a preacher. And I, I can go on and on and on. And I'll be honest with you. You know, I pastored 36 years, and I know what you pastors are going through. I understand completely. Listen, I went through the building programs. We went through the growing pains. We went through trials and difficulties. And I have no sad story to tell. God blessed in our ministry, and I thank God for it. But I do know what you pastors are going through. I understand that. 
And there were times when I felt like I just couldn't go on. Yeah, And I know how it is uh, to leave on Sunday night thinking that you're just going to resign. Uh, but by the time Monday comes around, you're ready to start getting ready for Wednesday night service. I know, friend, you can face your responsibility as a man of God, as a husband, as a father. And I know there's times, oh my, when you just maybe want to throw your hands up and quit, but don't do it. Never make a major decision in a moment of anxiety and in a moment of despair. Wait on God and pray about that thing and get leadership and direction from the Holy Ghost and God will direct your steps. I'm telling you, you can face your responsibilities through Him. Number two, let me say this. I see from the book of Philippians that I can face myself. I said I can face myself. I can face my responsibilities through Christ. But number two, I can face myself through Christ. In, in Philippians chapter number three, this is a very personal chapter for the Apostle Paul. He talks about who he was beginning in verse number four. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh. If any man thinketh that he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more. Listen to these credentials. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law blameless. But he said, But what things were gained unto me, those I counted lost for Christ. What Paul was saying, that I can face myself. In other words, uh, he was a Jew. He was a Hebrew. He had that Jewish religion. And he, he literally was self-righteous like a lot of those scribes and Pharisees and, and, and leaders were. But what Paul was saying was that through Christ, I can face my, my race. Uh, through Christ, I can face my religion. Through Christ, I can face my, response, my, my righteousness. He said, I can face my abilities. I can face my weaknesses. I can face my limitations. I can face my needs. Because as you go on through the book of Philippians in chapter number 3, Paul said, not as though I had already attained or either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, look now, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Can you imagine what Paul dealt with when he, when he got saved? He was a persecutor of the church. I believe that people were put to death at his word. Wife and husband were separated as he sent them to prison. Children lost their mothers and dads. Homes were broken up because of his, his what he thought he was doing was right, but he was persecuting the church. But what happened? He got saved and God changed his life. How do you face your past? And let me ask you, some of you right now, you are allowing the devil to beat you up over your past. 
You are allowing the devil to bring your sins of the past up before you and you feel shame and degradation and you feel unworthy and all of that. But if you're saved, neighbor, all of that is under the blood. You are a new creature in Christ. And listen, if some of those things took place after you were saved, John said that if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And if you've got a mess in your life where you have failed and come short of the glory of God, maybe you have blown it with a family member. Maybe you've blown it in a marriage. Maybe you have blown it with children. And maybe you can never get it straightened out and get it right. But I want you to know that with Christ and through Christ, you do not have to live in defeat. You can put the past behind you and look to the future and look to the grace of God, dear friend. I can face myself, that's what I'm saying, through Christ which strengthened Paul said, I can do all things. And in chapter number three, he is showing us that he can face himself. No, I'm not perfect, Paul said. I have not arrived. There's much work that needs to be done on me. But this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to forget what's behind me. And I'm going to press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God. And neighbor, you've got to do that. Some of you right now are of no present value to anybody because you are allowing your past to keep you defeated. God wants to do great things through you. And God wants to use you, but you won't let him because you feel unworthy. None of us are worthy, neighbor. But I want you to understand the blood of Christ cleanses us from all sin. The blood of Christ, Revelation 1-5, washes us from our sin. Hallelujah, we can be washed. We can be cleansed. We can be a new creature and have a new start in life. You'll, you can never go back and fix and undo and change what's been done. There's something we may be able to reconcile with individuals. We may be able to patch up some relationships a little bit. But there's a lot of water that's gone under the bridge that we can never take back. But you can face it, friend. If you want to face it with God and face it right, you can face it and move on in your life. Number three. I can do all things. I can face my responsibilities. I can face myself. Number three, I can face my circumstance. You see, Paul is in prison for preaching the gospel. And Paul could have said, well, if that's the way it's going to be, I'm going to quit. Paul could have said, well, let them all go to hell and I'll just quit preaching the gospel. He could have got bitter at God. After all, listen, I'm preaching to somebody right now. You have quit going to church because you got mad at God. You got mad at the preacher and you probably get mad at me for reminding you of it right now. But I want you to know, neighbor, uh, that you say, well, my circumstance is bigger than I can control. It's bigger than I can handle. It's greater than I can get past. It's more than I can overcome. No, neighbor. That's what you think. That's where you have settled your life in at. 
But what you need to be, uh, what you need to know is the God that I serve is the God that hung the moon. He's the God that put the stars in the sky. He's the God that took a handful of dirt and formed man's body and breathed into man's body the breath of life and man became a living soul. He is the God of your circumstance. He is the God that you can trust and help you in the time that you're facing. Paul was in prison, but this is what he said in chapter 1 and verse 12. He was facing his circumstance through Christ. He said, but I would, you should understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel, so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace and in all other places. If Paul had not got locked up, there would have been a lot of people that had not heard the gospel and would have not gotten saved. And when Paul was in prison, he wrote the prison epistles, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and the book of Philemon. I'm telling you, instead of letting your circumstance defeat you, you need to rise up, a friend, with the Lord as your helper, and you need to walk on the stormy waters of that circumstance, just like Jesus walked on the Sea of Galilee. You can be more than a victor. You can be more than an overcomer through Jesus Christ. Amen. In, he was in prison for Christ's sake. He was given all the glory to God. Amen. He was given all the glory to God, a friend, for what was happening in his life. And he was learning contentment. He learned, he learned by experience that when he was out on the street or out in the largest crowd that he could assemble and preaching the word of God on a clear sunny day as a free man, he learned that it was the power of God that nestled down in his heart and, and, and held him tightly. But he also learned that he was in a dark dungeon where it was dark and no sunlight coming in and where it was damp. He also learned that when his audience was a soldier or two instead of hundreds of people, he learned that the same God of glory could come down where he was at in those prison bars and bless him and fellowship with him and use him just like he did when he was out there somewhere. He said, I've, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I can face my responsibilities. I can face myself. I can face my circumstance. Amen. What are you going through right now? You say, preacher, I've never, I've never, it's never been like, hey, friend, I've come through water, had a heart attack in September of 18. I know what you're talking about. I'm come, I've come through waters I've never waded in before. But I'm telling you, neighbor, I've found God to be faithful. I went, listen, even when my faith wavers and I feel defeated and I feel like I'm out, oh, friend, God's always right. He's always on time. His mercies are new every day. Hallelujah. God is unchanging. He's the same today, uh, to yesterday, today, and forever. And I can face whatever trial comes into my life through Jesus Christ. And fourthly and lastly, I want to say that through Christ, I can face my future. I don't know what it holds, 
but I know that he holds it. In Philippians chapter number three, he said in verse 20 and 21, for our conversation or our citizenship is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able, even to subdue all things unto himself. You know what Paul was saying? Paul was saying that I'm looking for his return. I'm looking for him. My citizenship's in heaven, and he's coming, and he's going to change my vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, Oh, friend, I do not know what tomorrow holds for me, but I know who holds my tomorrow. The God that I serve, I can face my future through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. There's three key words in the book of Philippians that'll help you. Chapter 1 and verse 6, it is the word confidence. Chapter 2, a friend, uh, and, and chapter number 3, the word conformable, being made conformable unto his death, chapter 3 and verse 10. And then in chapter 4 and verse 11, the word contentment. Amen. That'll help you. And I hope the message has been a help to you today. Well, this is Evangelist Keith Allison out of Demarest, Georgia. I'd love to hear from you. You can write at P.O. Box 312, Cornelia, Georgia, 30531. Go to my website, KeithAllisonMinistries.com. You can email KeithAllisonMinistries at gmail.com or you can call or text 706-968-1182. Hey, friend, I can do all things through Christ. Until next time, keep looking up. Jesus is coming soon. 97.5 Glory FM is WGTJ Murrayville Gainesville and W248DL Murrayville Gainesville. It's 97.5.